I'm Toby Roberts, and you're listening to the Northwest Convergence Zone, live from Dirty Tacoma. Hey, this is Crystal from Jackalope, and you're listening to NWCZ Radio. Coming to you from the Man Cave, deep in the heart of the Pacific Northwest, you have entered the Northwest Convergence Zone. Everybody, welcome to the Northwest Convergence Zone show, heard right here on NWCZ Radio every Sunday night, 9 to 11. Of course, you can catch us in our podcast form on nwconvergencezone.com. It's good to have everybody here. It's been a busy weekend, busy week for uh, all around the uh, Northwest and so forth. And uh, baseball starting, Mariners falling on their you know fat butts right out of the <laughs> gate. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, lots of things going on. But uh, let's talk about what was going on in our world. And uh, Voxy, you have anything going on? I know you had the creative edge going this weekend. Locked myself up all week. <laughs> it's a good thing, I you know. Was it? Was it like a little retreat for you? It was. My right. you know my daughter was on spring break. She was gone all week, and I just. I just had shit to do. Yeah, actually, yeah. she has werewolf blood in her, and she yes. locked herself up uh, for you know, the, <laughs> to save you all. The from, public's good from the super moon. Uh, yeah, it's good to have uh, Voxy Gimmer Double D here. Of course, the Saint Wonder Boy and Squeeze Gimmer. What uh, we had a little shindig, a couple of cool shindigs yesterday. We did. Yeah, man, you you threw a fantastic party here at the cave. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. It was it was wall to wall, shoulder to shoulder. Uh, South Sound talent. Yeah, there was a lot of lot of sausage around here. <laughs> let me tell you. And that's why you know Voxy wasn't here, and I was like, you know, Voxy, you would have been. Uh, she would have been in heaven. God. Sausage on I'd the grill. I'd have been in sausage heaven. Sausage in the cave. Sausages <laughs> in the house. She's having dreams of sausage later. <laughs> you know. It's probably a good thing I wasn't here. No, it was cool. Yeah, we did miss you though. Uh, it was we had a little private affair. It was the sort of the grand opening of cave the cave studios for a, a lot of our. Um, you know, whatever, band and entertainment friends who we've had on in the past, and uh, we can't have them all back on right away, and they all wanted to see the studio, so we just, we threw this little get-together. Yeah, Big D says, little affair, that means 75 people. That's right. <laughs> Is that what it was? That was, about, it was about, yeah, 75 about 75 people. Yeah. So yeah. I'd have had no place to park anyway. So. That's true, you would have had to walk, you know, half It was fun, walk. though. We had, I, there were like 15 bands represented rolling through here, yeah. and then lot, the, the, the claw came, Sweet. you know, Mark Monlux and the guys and we had a good time and then of course it was supposed to go from four till eight 
It actually ended up going till about 11. See if I don't know. <laughs> which then we continued it on till come. 3. Which then we continued on till 3 because we got word of a little uh, secret show going on down at the New Frontier involving Big Wheel Stunt Show. Yeah. Apparently. So tell us, but tell us how that, un- the, the whole unfolding of that, because it was pretty funny. You guys were supposed to play a gig in downtown Tacoma. Correct. And then I thought you were going to have him tell it. Why are you telling it? He's, this is the setup, dude. Come on. Are you this serious? This is like show number 198. I still don't get it. It's uh, called a format. Good Lord. Formula. Huh? <laughs> double D. Hey, remind me not to have double D to bake us cookies anytime oh, soon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would not What's happen. this milk thing? I don't understand. <laughs> Am I supposed to strain the milk into the... I would eat your cookies, double D. So you were supposed to play downtown, and yeah. then something happened, and the, so f- I won't go into details because obviously it's bothering double D, but... <laughs> Would you please inform us on what happened? Well, we were going to p- be playing the the uh, the cannonball downhill tricycle uh, oh, race, yeah. and nobody basically showed up to race. Just a handful of people. I mean, like <laughs> a handful, like four or five people. Uh, and one of them uh, ended up in the hospital. Yeah, yeah Alan Gorsuch. Crazy. I saw the pictures on Facebook. Needless to say, we're down there at Dorky's Arcade and haven't even you know set up equipment because. You know, Were they going to have you play in the arcade? Yeah. Where? Uh, Where there's a little alcove area okay. right there. It okay. actually looks, it would be a cool place to okay. do an all-ages I've, thing. I've been in there, and I was just trying to envision it, and I, I couldn't see it, but I, so I they, hear you. So they were expecting, you know, because the, the downhill had tons of participants last year and whatnot, right. and they were expecting uh, a lot of people, and it was uh, Will this be crickets, the last year for that? crickets on tumbleweeds. I don't know. Well, you know, what was weird, there was no cones. There was nothing cordoned off on the street or anything. You know, I was thinking, you know, <laughs> I was dodging traffic. No wonder the guy went to the hospital. Hill. I wouldn't go down these hills. So, uh, <laughs> was that a big production? Well, yeah, exactly. The yeah, big wheel would have been horrible, man, because those plastic or those, you know, plastic tires going down the street. <laughs> yeah, but it's a lower break. center of gravity than the train. Yeah, okay, if you, whatever you say. <laughs> so we were like, okay, Trust well, me, I, know these I want things. to see Wonder Boy going down it in his ranchero while you guys are in your bikes. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> yeah. the pace car. <laughs> so uh, we thought, you know, we need to, you know, we got all our equipment out and everything. Let's see if we can find somewhere else to play. And uh, our home base, our clubhouse, is the New Frontier. So Evan and Jake actually rolled down there and said, "Hey, you got room?" They said, "Yeah, you guys can close the show." And so we. Uh, and it was fantastic because uh, when we closed up shop here, uh, several of us wandered down there and uh, caught your whole set and it was one of those magic moments in in tacoma music oh. it was it was you guys were relaxed and on fire and it was one of those where the crowd was really into it and when you guys took the stage and rolled through your set it captured everybody and we were all just staring at each other going this is one of those legendary shows that we will be talking about those are always the ones i miss yeah <laughs> like somehow we i'm always like that. i'm always like hey i gotta make this one and the ones i show up are like, eh, well this one wasn't even and then planned. The, 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 and then the ones that i i don't go to i hear afterwards were just freaking well, amazing I think and i'm just it's just my calling in life but i think that's one ones. of the reasons why it was like that because because it was, i wasn't there no because it was last <laughs> it was last minute yeah. it was like a texting thing like hey we're going on yeah. Right. And we were all like, okay, because we had plans to go to like three or four places last night, but because we ended up staying here so till I, 11, yeah. we were like, well, we can't make those, so we've got to go support the brother. And um, and <sighs> Big Wheel laid it down. So good job. Good job. Thank you very much. Fan freaking tastic. Uh, all right. Hey, we have a we have a stellar. That's the first beer of the day. 
Hang on here. Yeah. I said a little earlier just for those alkies <laughs> out there that were thirsty. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you today. We're calling this uh, the Canadian Invasion because we're going to be talking to several bands out of the Vancouver area, trying to include them into the Northwest music scene. But first, we have a fantastic comedian, very, very funny guy. His name is Toby Roberts. He stopped in and we had a little conversation with Toby. All right, everybody. Our guest on the big program today is a fantastic comedian, of course, from hometown Tacoma. We love the Tacoma guys and gals, and we have so much talent here. We love to share it with you. Toby Roberts, comedian extraordinaire. Toby, welcome to the program. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's good to have you in. I know you have some dates coming up, and we want to talk about those in a moment. But first, let's talk about you as a comedian. Um, what's the drive, brother? What what took you into it, and what keeps you going? Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, a uh, insatiable need for attention it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. gimmer can relate <laughs> whatever let's be honest no boxy i resemble that remark <laughs> yes it's she a, does really i it's a, it's a really unique art form that uh i just i love laughing myself i love how long, how long laugh. have you been doing how long have you been involved in the game i'm in my sixth year no, six yeah, years yeah. And, and what was it like the first time, I assume you started doing open mics like most of them? Yeah, my very first uh, open mic was at the Tacoma Underground mm -hmm. uh, on a Wednesday night. And, uh, I hear that a lot. Yeah, it was, uh, it was better then. <laughs> the, the, uh, what I hadn't anticipated was the, the rush when you get off stage, even if you only get a couple laughs. And it was just this, like every drug I'd ever So how long taken. was your first set? Three minutes. And was that a struggle? Like, were you like, oh, I can knock this to out? Feel three minutes. Or it, you get up there and you're like, you run through your stuff and you look at your watch. You got, I have 45 <laughs> seconds or, you know, I got two minutes left. Well, it's, uh, it, it, before I went up, I was like, I can knock this out. And 30 seconds in where I thought the first laugh would be. <laughs> I was like, three minutes is an eternity. <laughs> You're supposed and, to laugh there, people. Yeah. You, just, you forgot your laugh what? sign. You know, you got to hold Do you remember the joke they didn't laugh at? Uh, it, it was They laughed at the joke. I just had no clue on structure mm. at that time. It was like, you know, it's like I got off stage and my buddy Rob Sampson says, dude, uh, your set might be better if you put the punchlines at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Yeah. So Sometimes like, you got to think outside the box. Yeah. yeah. So. Call me crazy, but well, that what, would help. What, drove, what, 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 what took you into it? I mean, we, you know, we all have uh, favorite you know, c comedians, and we all watch sitcoms, and, and we love to laugh. Everybody loves humor and so forth. But I think it takes a real um, mindset and to really want to put yourself out there, get up on stage. I call it a brutal craft, being a stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. uh, probably tougher than most art forms that are out there because it's just you versus the audience, and you're laying your thoughts and opinions and so forth out there looking for feedback. Who, what drove you to it? What, what was your mindset, you know, thinking, I, I want to tackle this? Well, I'd always, uh, I'd always harbored these uh, dreams or hopes of, of acting. And, and uh, you know, you get married early, you have kids young, and <laughs> you get debt and bills. And so it never really happens. And, and six years ago, uh, we hired some comedians for the uh, car dealership I worked at in Fife. And uh, it was a corporate thing. We invited all our customers. I'm watching these guys, and I know how much they got paid to do this. 
and I'm, I'm watching him. I'm like, these guys are not good. I could totally do that. Toby's back there cutting stuff out of their checks. I could not be good too and make that kind of money. I was like, if that's the level of mediocrity that's acceptable, I'm in. I'm yeah. in, yeah. You think that's good? Let me see you sell a car. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah. So flash forward now, you've been in it six years, um, you know, what's what's the road been like for you and you look back now at what you were doing as opposed to what you're doing now what's that transition been like for you it's funny you uh in the beginning you make huge strides where where you're you're increasing time in your set like you know you're going from having two minutes of material to you get to 10 minutes you're like oh i got 10 minutes this is awesome and you think you think you're just this close to making it and being able to do it as a as a living, mm-hmm. and then you realize, no, I got a lot of work to do. And then you then you get to a half hour, and then now I'm doing you know hour long headlining sets. Wow! And uh, when I first started doing that three years ago, I was like, oh, I'm this close to making it. And mm-hmm. you, the, the improvements come in smaller increments, and the differences that you notice that you had no clue of in the beginning of great comics or professional working comics and who you actually are as an artist become obvious and they become the toughest increments to make are you more critical so, of your of your own material now no i'm awesome i'm <laughs> i have i don't know what's wrong with lauren michaels he should have yeah. hired me you haven't gotten the crazy ago. contracts with the you know, the crazy money. like I, I remember drew carey when uh he was uh just breaking through and doing stand-up and so forth. And, and then he got his, obviously got his uh, sitcom. And they did an interview with him. And he said, yeah, I was struggling, going around, you know, traveling, living out of my car and so forth. And then all of a sudden everything went so fast. And, I, and I, he called it crazy money. Like people would just show up and say, oh, we, we're your sponsor now. Here's like a closet full of sneakers. And another guy would show up and hand him checks and say, oh, yeah, we're part of the entourage team now. And Twinkies. Yeah, ex- yeah, a whole truckload donuts yeah. i noticed by the way since we didn't have a whole lot of in-house guests tonight there's no food <laughs> no it's, it's here it just hasn't been put out yet we're all still hung over from the party yesterday <laughs> which she didn't show up at listen, listen listen on a side note can we talk about the lack of yeah, buffet we, today we have a comedian here you made you made some comment and it made me well, I, i'm starting to figure I out why there's no funny. food i was like yeah the money sucks <laughs> yeah. okay we got a comment coming he hide the food until certain, after he's gone certain tears get the party trays certain tears yeah. get you got the water be happy <laughs> <laughs> We have some oranges. Uh, I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. Let me ask you about, um, you know, doing your stand-up routine around the yeah. Northwest. Uh, I don't know how far you've traveled outside of the Northwest and so forth. But, Sumner. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that outside the Northwest? I did... Uh, had a big Some people. big gig okay. in Yakima not too long ago. That was yeah. That's what you know. I'm curious about. You know, because around here, you, you you make a name for yourself. People yeah. know who you are. Um, you you gather a fan base, and then you kind of go outside of that. And to me, that would be a real test of your metal. You know, people who don't know you, don't know who you are. You walk up on stage, and then you you give them your stuff. What was that like going to Yakima? Oh, as I've done the East Coast. I've done, I've done a couple gigs in Boston, a couple in Baltimore. Um, Do you have to change your jokes when you go out no, there? No, surprisingly, uh, I find it uh, a lot easier when I know that no one in that room has seen any of my material before. The, the toughest sure. the toughest gigs to do, like Tuesday night I'm at Jazz Bones in Tacoma. That's my Ding. home club. Yeah, Bing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my home club, and a lot of the people there that, that frequent that club on Tuesday nights have seen some of my material. So 
it puts a lot of pressure on me to to evolve and change and write new stuff, which to hit is it harder. Tough. You know. Yeah, in fact, let's right. go through, through some like, of the Yay, places. They're like, okay, Toby, I heard that a couple weeks ago. Great. Right, well, and it's different because like being a musician, if people love your song. so They want to hear it hear over and over. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah, but they get so tired I of them, too. Imagine, they get tired of them, too. Though. I want to well, get that yeah, high-paying comedy gig imagine. doing covers. Just doing... <laughs> I, saw, I saw your thing Toby on Roberts. Facebook about people having the Facebook status oh, it's, automatic. I'll tell you right now, it's a pet peeve of mine, and it's 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 kind of like a bad rash in the Northwest where there's... Uh, and I'm going to piss some people off right now, but do I don't it, care. Do it. Do it right there here. Are, uh, and there are people out there that are frauds in comedy right now who are doing other people's material. We've heard that. And doing it poorly. Uh, <laughs> which is the sad part. It's like, so you ripped off that guy's bit and then you turned it into crap? Great yeah. job, man. Great job. <laughs> they're doing it live? They're, they're taking other people? Yeah. Or just they're on taping just their Twitter? No, they're playing no, a tape of it at will, shows. They will go to a club, do other people's material, and then take the money from the club at the end as if they earned it. As and if they came up with that that, wow. that gig. Yeah. yeah, but there's professionals. I mean, there's I guys think on those the big are the kind scene of people that do you that. should piss off personally. Well, the problem is there's not a lot of comics out there that are willing to punch a dude in the lips for it. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah. Toby's the man, <laughs> the yeah. boxing comic. Steal some when of my stuff. When it comes to punching people have in you, the lips, have you have you ever watched somebody? Have you have you ever seen somebody and going, "That's my my bit"? No, not no, yet. I'm not really. I, you know, my my comedy is kind of. I'm a storyteller. I'm not a joke teller, uh, and I'm not real uh, creative on the writing side. So I have to. It, it's basically a, a litany of bad decisions and just telling <laughs> telling the story. Like my, my comedy is like the blues. I have to live it first and then I can tell it sure. so now do you set up like crappy situations in your life so that you can yeah. go make some money off of it I think it? I'm going to get I'll a wreck today I think I'm going to go have an affair today Writer's block. I'll never be successful if I don't screw my yeah, life I'm going to leave completely. my kid in the car in the 100 degree heat see how yeah. funny that is if you ever hear me talking about writer's block you want to hang out with me because it's it's uh, you know I'll have an to, adventure about what to can ensue. we do let's go walk around at 2 in the morning in Oakland that'll be fun yeah <laughs> <laughs> or the well, hilltop. Yeah, let's hilltop. go through some dates that yeah. uh, Toby has set up. Uh, this That's the only reason I'm here. Tuesday. So. <laughs> <laughs> that and the food. Tuesday the 12th, he's at Jazz Bones, which is your home club. Yeah. And then the Friday the 15th, there's a debate about the name of this place, but we're going with High Tie. In Seattle. In yeah. Seattle, yes. Yeah. Uh, on the 16th, which would be the very next day, you're in Puyallup at the Lounge. And the Liberty, this is a big one, the Liberty Theater in Puyallup. On May 28th. Yeah. Tell us about this film you're working on. Oh, working on a uh, documentary about my buddy Rob Sampson. Mm -hmm. uh, this guy, here, this is a guy that had probably one of the most unique shtick type acts I'd ever seen. Uh, that at first glance, I was like, oh, that's, that's horse shit. What? <laughs> it's a gimmick. You're, you're the one minute comic, really? You do 60 seconds and you get paid headliner money? That's crazy. But he was doing a different 60 seconds. Every, he never did the same 60 seconds twice. Which was amazing. So he would literally get up on stage, blast through 60 seconds, and be gone. And be done. Wow. And he's the headliner. And he was blowing up. He, well, have you heard of the joke, uh, The Aristocrats? That, oh, uh, absolutely. We, I've seen that. That's a great deal. He wrote that. Oh, he did? He I, wrote that. Wow. Uh, you don't was, know The Aristocrats? Well, we'll get into it. it. Was, it's, it can, it's a crazy... <laughs> it's disgusting. It was Gilbert Gottfried's idea to make it's it It's disgusting dirty. to you? Yes. That, no. Now I'm curious. Yeah. If you oh. say it's disgusting. Well, well you got to watch the movie. <laughs> it, and wasn't, uh, what's his name, uh, the guy uh, Danny Tanner, what's his, what's his real name? Um, oh. Uh, the America's 
Funniest home Funniest videos. Video. Yeah, that guy, Bob Saget. It's Bob Saget. Filthy. His, his clip on that was absolutely like knee-bending nasty. Filthy. I couldn't. Yeah. I was just my jaw was on the floor. I thought it was awesome. It was it was amazingly <laughs> great. But at the same time, you're going full house. What? He raised like four four daughters. How could this happen? Hey, he raised the Olsen twins. Yeah. It, after you saw him do that, it made a lot of their decisions yeah. later make a lot of Total sense. sense. And, he, and he had to raise a uh, Chachi or whatever. Oh no, it was Stamos. Chachi. <laughs> They're interchangeable. So, anyway, so you're working on this documentary. So, yeah, so, so about five years ago, uh, there was almost six now. He 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 got really disillusioned with the entertainment business, where th- there was certain people. Yeah, I mean, he just and he walked away. I mean, he was just about, and I was pissed because he was he had a nationwide tour booked, and uh, I was new. I'd start. I knew. I figured out real early that if I hung out with Rob. <laughs> That's and, why he was and, really pissed. And he didn't, you know. I drove him around. I didn't mind paying for gas, but and I was a new comic, and I just started, so I had no reference. I didn't know that this one minute new every night was some guys didn't like it. I'm doing an hour. Well, this guy gets paid the same and does a minute. That yeah, was brilliant. So I knew if I went to his gigs with him that I could get time because the club managers <laughs> had 59 minutes to fill up. <laughs> so, so I would drive him and, and you know, he was very helpful, but, uh, so it, it like enabled, the zebra fist under the dude, shark. you want to pick yeah. up some burgers on the way? They're on me. Really? It's no big deal. You're doing a national tour with 59 minutes yeah. left over on every show. Yeah, I'll go. I'll drive you. <laughs> but it enabled me to be able in the first 90 days from the, from the first open mic I did fast forward 90 days, I'd found a way to get on stage 76 times in 90 days. Nice. True story. And uh, I, uh, I attribute a lot of that to him. But then he disappears. He's like, screw it, I'm done. And he walks away. And I'm, you know, so I'm selling cars instead of doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's, where'd those 59 minutes go? <laughs> so, he, uh, so he's making a comeback. And uh, it's it's a different world. You know, a lot has changed in the last How five long has years. He been on? Oh, okay. Five years. So you got this whole YouTube explosion and all these different things going mm-hmm. on. And so it's a we're doing this documentary about his comeback. And and it's you know he's well known. There's there's going to be some uh, cameo appearances or at least interviews from some pretty big Godfrey and uh, nice. Bobcat Goldthwait. Well, I think Godfrey's looking Nealon for and, some work now. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> He'll get it. Sometimes you just brilliant. slip at the wrong time, say the wrong thing. It wasn't you know? even really. It wasn't that, that bad. bad. Next thing you know, you're not. A duck anymore well know, but the reason or whatever the yeah there was, was a reason behind that that had nothing to do really with uh you know the fact that they didn't like him it was just uh, they were sensitive over there at the time and they happened to be a huge uh consumer of the aflac product yeah well, there you go but the wrong place wrong time sometimes you're in the right place at the right time i don't even well, know I, what we're talking about <laughs> No clue. We'll fill you in later. She's still thinking about the buffet. She's still thinking about the food over here. Where I the hell is the friend food? came here. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> All right, let's go through these lists uh, of dates again. Yeah. Toby Roberts, uh, he's the man. Uh, Tuesday the 12th at Jazz Bones. On Friday the 15th, has, he's at High Tie in Seattle. That's J-A-I-T-H-A-I. Pronounce it how you want to show up. Jai-tai. Yeah, just be there. Uh, <laughs> Saturday the 16th in Puyallup at the Lounge. And the big one is the Liberty Theater, May 28th in Pew Allop. Toby, it's great to have you in, man. And Appreciate we got to have you back. We enjoy your stuff. Would love it. All right, thanks. Hey, South Sounders, looking for something to do? Check out the Tacoma Comedy Club. Hey, Tacoma Comedy fans, what you doing this week? Well, come on down Wednesday night if you think you're funny. If you uh, impress your roommates every once in a while by acting like an idiot, bring <laughs> you don't even need to bring $5 this time. They've uh, it's, a, it's free, opens up at 730 Show starts at 8, open mic night. Come on down and uh, see if you got some chops. Thursday night, 
we've got Arlo Stone, one night only, uh, a night of political comedy. Uh, this guy has written for uh, Bill Maher, Dennis Miller. Uh, he's been on Comedy Central and MTV. It's a $10 show. You want to do it. So come on down. That's uh, Doors at 7.30, show at 8. And then Friday, we've got Regs. Straight from the Tacoma Comedy Club. Uh, two shows Friday night, two shows Saturday, 8 and 10. That is $15 tickets. Doors at 7.15 and 9-something. <laughs> so come on down, 933 South Market Street. Tacoma Comedy Club, located at 933 South Market, or give them a call at 253-282-7203. Everybody, uh, next guest on what we're calling today the Canadian Invasion, a fantastic group, one that uh, I'm really uh, digging, and a lot of people on NWCZ Radio are curious about, Jack Elope, a band out of Canada, and we have on the phone with us today Crystal, the lead singer of Jack Elope. Crystal, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, and thank you for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, those awesome. Down here in the States, you know, we're always looking for new music, and uh, uh, we seem to have tapped a gold mine up there. You guys seem to really have a great scene going on um, up in, in uh, the Canada. Canada, And I'm not sure, are you in the Vancouver area? Where are you located? Yeah, I'm in uh, the rainy Vancouver area, for sure, <laughs> the West Coast. Yeah, well, we're in the rainy Seattle-Tacoma area. and uh, uh, Okay. So, <laughs> so we're on the to same time zone and same rain zone. That's <laughs> that's how that goes. Yeah. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about uh, Jackalope. We, uh, I know the history is this is the third album. Uh, Jackalope's third studio album, and it's the first album with me on it. Um, and uh, so I guess... There's been a bit of changes in the last few years. It's kind of, Jackalope's kind of gotten a little bit heavier and a little less of the industrial pop and a little bit more towards maybe an industrial rock pop. I love it. Say. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it, 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 go ahead. Sorry, you can, um, you, you can totally tell that with our live show. It's, it's kind of deceiving on some of the tracks on the record because it's a studio record and um, we really hit like a pop vein on some of the songs, but... Um, our live show really, really comes across as a much heavier show and a, um, 
bit more of a powerhouse. So yeah, it kind that's of kind of a bit of a difference. Yeah, we need you guys to come down here and tour the uh, the Northwest. We want to see that show. Uh, tell us. Oh, I'd love to. Tell the video for Witness is uh, is a great video, and I've been showing it to anybody who will watch it because uh, it's. He's been watching it over. Yeah, I've been watching over, it over and over. Because, and over. And I'm not. A, I, I am not a, to it. I am not a huge. <laughs> I don't like MTV anymore. I'm not a huge video believer, but this one is fantastic. Yeah. Tell us about the filming of that, the concept of They're it. Sort of mythic. Right, it's like this. Yeah, the video is gorgeous. It's like a mini movie. We we yeah. kind of described it as like a mini Tim Burton esque kind of film. Um, yeah, it's gorgeous. It, the uh, concept behind the album came from a director named Colin Minihan, and he's done a ton of um, music videos for bands up here in Canada, and maybe some of the states. He's worked with bands like Mother Mother and Mariana's Trench and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, he just had us. Um, the whole concept behind the video was just me being put on trial for a murder that I did not commit. And um, so the murder, the murder scenes took place in the forest up in North Vancouver here in Lynn Canyon. And uh, we had like horses and carriages and the whole section forest was lined with um, fog machines and huge movie lights. It just really had this mysterious epic feel to it. And um, we found this old 18th century church that we converted into a, the courtroom for the courtroom scenes. And, um, yeah, the, the video is just is pretty much me being on trial for something I didn't do or did <laughs> do at the time. We're not, we're not too sure. Did I get fr- framed? Did I uh, not? It looks like Dave set and, you up uh, is what happened. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy, you know, he has... He has he has a way about him, for sure. <laughs> well, tell us about getting uh, getting hooked up with Dave, Dave Ogilvie. That's, um, I mean, he has a, you know, his track record's obviously amazing. And I know his this is his, huge. yeah, it's it's phenomenal. But um, <laughs> how did he find you or how did you find him and how did you get uh, connected with the uh, Jackalope Projects? Yeah, that, that's all kind of, that, that credit is due to uh, Jonathan Simkin of 604 Records. Mm-hmm. Um, he saw me play in a band when I was about 19 years old, 20 years old, I think, at some, like, band fest, and um, kind of pulled me aside at the end of that show and said, hey, like, I really like your voice, I like your performance, um, let's stay in touch, and that's kind of what we did throughout the years in my different projects that I played in, and bands and solo bands or whatnot. Him and I always um, kept in contact, and then I guess him and Dave were doing some work together. I know that Dave was doing some stuff with Marianas Trench and Faber Drive and that kind of stuff. And, um, and Katie had left the band and I, I think it was just as simple as Dave and Jonathan having a conversation, Dave going, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been trying some singers out for Jackalope. I'm not finding anything. And Jonathan kind of was like, Oh, well, you know what? Actually, I know a girl. I've been <laughs> trying to find something to put her in. This would be perfect. And, um, and then gave me a call, and, and this is, we're talking about like six or seven years after I met Jonathan, like that's how wow. much that's time how went by. And, yeah, that's networking. And, and how, yeah, oh, totally, and he just, you know, he kept me in mind all those years, and and just knew right away when something was right for me, so gave me a call, and I was, um, set up a date to meet Dave, and well, you must have made you must have made a strong impression impression on him when he saw you, and I think anybody who watches the video or heard you, or heard you and anybody <laughs> who watches the video, same thing's going to happen because she's 
Beautiful. She's very beautiful. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I, I would love you. Like I said, I think your stage show, uh, it sounds like phenomenal. Take us to a, take us to a live show. Um, for those of us who haven't seen it, what, uh, what are we, what are we watching? What are we seeing when you guys uh, get up there and lay down the tracks? Um, you're, you're probably, you're seeing something you've probably never seen before. <laughs> um, you're seeing Dave Ogilvie one live, um, playing synths and guitar. We have a super hot bassist who also is the front, um, front woman of her own band. The cool thing with this band is we've got three front people in it. We've got Ali Sheldon who sings and plays bass for her band. We've got Kevy Mental who is the lead singer for his band called Fake Shark Real Zombie. Um, so it's like, it's very powerhouse vocals. You've got big, big harmonies, big stage presence. And um, then we have the Nipka suit on drums, which like every time we play, you know, people are like, holy shit, that guy can play. <laughs> so you just kind of, and, and we're all quite individual people. You know, there's, it's, it's pretty much the band is like five original individuals that all kind of stand out and playing industrial pop which is something a lot of people don't get to hear too so yeah and i want to talk to you about that label industrial pop in just a minute but let's go into another track by our guest today jackalope this is titled delicious All right, everybody, that is the song titled Delicious. Our guest today is Crystal from the band Jackalope, which is a fantastic band uh, based out of Vancouver, B.C., just up north. And a mythical creature. It is. It is. Yeah, how, I want to ask you about the, uh, Crystal, about the artwork on the CD. Do you know who did that? Who came up with that concept? Because it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a friend of ours. It's actually a friend of Dave's. That'd be a really good question for Dave, but... um. His name is Vincent, and he he lives in um, Toronto, and he's done a, a bunch of artwork. He did a lot of artwork for the Birthday Massacre, and I know that he's in a band called Johnny Hollow, and um, he's done logo work and that kind of stuff for us. He's I think his company name he calls it My Pet Skeleton, 
Nice. Super talented guy. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Like when you get the chance, look up my pet skeleton and um yeah, his artwork is just so it's off the charts and it's it's completely different. Beautiful C D. Yeah. And, uh, the the cover is amazing. And Oh c- yeah, yeah. It's it's the whole package, woman. I'm just it's it's there. It's yeah, there. It's a, you know that, that's the thing about Jack Lobe. It's it's different, right? It's it's we're not following the norm. We're not going. It's we're a different project, and it, it shows with the cover. The cover is like very mysterious. It's very out there. It goes well with the title. And the videos are kind of the night. Mysteriousness to them. Yeah, the video. The videos have that whole dark appeal, and that's what this band's about. You know, Dave's worked with. Bands like such as Skinny Puppy and Ministry and Nine Inch Nails and and I think one of the big differences between say me and Kitty is that that's kind of more along my line of of musical taste as well. Like when I sit down and play piano, I'm not I'm not playing joyous happy C chords, you know. And it's, <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna get so minor was, on you. Yeah, let's go minor. Yeah, you know, it, this is this is a D minor record for you, you know. So. <laughs> well, you live um, you live where the clouds roll by all day long. There's nothing yeah. sunny and happy. Yeah. There's no vitamin C going down. So <laughs> no, get, well, get, get me down to L.A. Maybe we'll start rating you some happy surf songs or something. <laughs> but, but for now, like I'd like to see you do it here. You know. <laughs> well, real quick before we let you go. And we really, really appreciate okay. you being with us. I want to ask you about the the label that you guys seem to have placed on your music, this uh, pop industrial. Tell us how, uh, what your thoughts are behind that, and if you feel that's a, that's a fair assessment of of your sound. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fair, definitely. Um, pop, pop, just being because we are, you know, we do have. Um, a pop element to us. We have, you know, if you have, check out Magnolia on the track, it's a very anthemy song. We have, we have a couple songs that get labeled as singles that are, that get shopped towards um, radio, and our videos are on Much Music and and such. So that dop- that definitely like shows the the pop side, the popular side of it, and the radio side of it. But then you've got um, these dark synth sounds and, and programmed drums and just obscurities throughout the record that are are definitely industrial and that and that's where dave comes in you know he's definitely labeled as the godfather of goth and it it comes out in the record um but we definitely didn't didn't go all the way with that it was like okay this is this is one element of the band that definitely makes it different um but then you know you put a couple people people in the studio who love writing songs um you kind of start writing like a universal sound as well which can be labeled as pop so because I, you know, if you just call us industrial, we're definitely not just industrial. There's a lighter side to the band as well, um, but you can't call us just pop either because it's we're, we we're different than your typical um, pop uh, formula. So, Crystal, I have the most important question here for you. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So that's that's Gimmer. Have you have you been in a deep dark mourning ever since you can't do that on television left the airways? Um, yes. <laughs> or, or, or here's the secondary question: Degrassi High oh, One versus Degrassi High no Two. No way, dude! It's all about the Trailer Park Boys. Do not get it wrong. <laughs> don't even listen um, to them, Crystal. Just ignore I, them I'm, altogether. I'm pretty, I'm pretty addicted to True Blood over here. That's got to be oh. my guilty, guilty pleasure. I'm, I'm looking forward to that season. <laughs> Very nice. Well, Crystal, it's been an absolute pleasure, and we we are big fans yeah, of Jackalope, Huge and um, we you. we hope that we can chat with you again in the future sometime. Great. Yeah. Thank you, and hopefully we get to see you. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Crystal. Goodbye. Oh. Okay, bye.
All right, everybody. That is a song titled Regenerate. And our guest today, of course, is the band Jackalope. And we have the man, the man, on the line with us right now, Dave Ogilvie. Dave, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. It's good to have you on. Uh, it's actually an honor and a privilege to talk to you, my man. Um, you know, those of us down in the States, uh, uh, we know a lot of the bands that you've worked with, and you you seem to be the man in, in motion right well, we now. we don't know them personally, but we're... No, we, we, we know who they are. <laughs> I know some of them personally. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but, but, but the band that well, we want... Thank you very much. Yeah, but the band that we want to talk about is uh, your project, Jackalope, and your uh, the, the recent um, CD... That you the, the one that you have out right now, which is your third, and you have a brand new, uh, you know, lead vocalist and so forth. Tell us about. Um, I, I'm curious. You work with a lot of bands and a lot of different sounds, and then you have yes. your, your you have your own project. And um, is this is this more the sound that you really enjoy that you like, um, or is this just something that comes out of your creative? Uh, you know, passion. Uh, that that's that's what I'm really curious about because I would think working with well, all those different styles of bands, it would you know things would get muddled. Well, the thing is, for me, working with all the different styles of bands, I pick up so many different things from different people and different types of music. So I think when I have an outlet to do something on my own, um, I'm not directly trying to, to go in any sort of genre or field, but it's influenced by all the stuff that I have worked on. And depending on whether it's you know a way to treat a vocal, whether it's the way to write a song, whether it's the style of guitar that's being played, I definitely have picked up from you know from from some of the uh, from most of the people I work with, um, and hopefully you know they pick up stuff off me as well. So you get this kind of a symbiotic relationship with other artists that um, influences how I do Jackalope. Yeah, well, the 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 latest uh, CD is titled "Things That Go Jump in the Night," and I want to ask you. Uh, we asked Crystal about this, so she said to ask you. We're curious about the fantastic artwork that is laid down on the CD jacket. It is amazing. How who did that, and what's the concept behind that? Well, I, I've been working with the same artist, as a wonderful gentleman who lives in Guelph, Ontario, um, named Vincent Marconi, and has a company called My Pet Skeleton. And when we did the first record, I was actually uh, looking at different artists and someone sort of, as I said, you know, I've been working with this. He was just starting out at that time and said, you know, he hasn't really done anything, but I think you'll like his style. And so he did the first cover for us, which actually won um, the Canadian equivalent of the Grammy for the album cover artwork of the year, uh, that year, the Juno Award, which in turn, I was like, you know, I loved his stuff and got him to do the second cover. And then when it came up to the new record, I sort of said, you know, Vincent, can we keep, please keep this going? Because I love the stuff that you've done. And we've, you know, ha had a, a, a conceptual thing with, um, with, the, with the, the images on the, the rabbit with horns images on the fronts of the covers. So this was a sort of a whole new way to how we do something different and this whole concept of the you know the little rabbit girl carrying this giant mutant bunny with all these <laughs> other creatures that were all you know the things that could jump in the night and scare you or be your friends or something you might want to dance with so we sort of came up with you know the the, the, the idea of it and then he went and pulled off pulled it off just unbelievably so when i when i saw the cover i was just so proud of the fact to have my name associated with you know something that great so i'm That's very really lucky to beautiful. have met this gentleman a few years ago and we've kept those relationship uh going and i'm sure we will in the future as well well like we were talking about with crystal the the, the entire package of jackalope is fantastically creative from the music and the beautiful lead singer well I mean, yeah there's on. that yeah. come on 
Come on. That helps. That helps a lot. There's, yeah, they're standing on stage with that, I would get distracted. <laughs> He's been distracted yeah, sure, all week. It, it sure <laughs> Sure makes me look a lot better. I'll tell you that. So. <laughs> uh, but I'm curious about the atmosphere and the and the and the mood and the creativity that that you've created around this uh, this brand, this title, this, the the you know Jackalope as a as a concept. Um, she she I, I, she called it industrial pop, and that's what I've noticed on your website. And I'm just curious. You know, what um, is are you trying to create like sort of a little jackalope world and draw us into it? Well, I, I really when I when I uh, immerse myself in projects, you know, in, in, that I've worked on in the past, I really do always think it's uh, it's great when it is a total package. When you know you tour, when you're touring with your videos, with your art concept, with your merchandise concept, you do try and um, uh, keep it all under one conceptual idea. So it's definitely something that I have um, <laughs> directly made sure that we are keeping within the concept at all times. And it's funny because something like the videos, I could actually, you know, if I could sit down with you and w w walk you through all the videos, they all, in a weird way, all tie into each other. The one follows into the next, follows into the next, follows into the next. Yeah, and it's it's a it's it's kind of subtle stuff that mo a lot of people wouldn't. But if you do watch them all, you see there is kind of a story, even to the point of the last one before Crystal was in the band. I kind of had the singer ceremoniously or unceremoniously starting to disappear, and then in the video when Crystal showed up, she basically gets killed, not by Crystal in the end. It is actually by me. Yes, which is you set her probably up. Something she doesn't. We set her up, and she <laughs> is willing to, you know, take 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 a bullet for the team, which is a whole big concept with Jackalope. It's a very team-oriented environment. You know, it's it's my it's my project, but without all the people involved in it, um, there would be nothing. So, from the people I work with uh, in the studios, the people that are in the live band, to the people that do sound for me, for everything, it's all a big team. Which I find, you know, the rewards you gain when you work as a team are much uh, more enjoyable than when you just do stuff by yourself. So, I really think that is a major part of the concept of the the band. The music is, you know, um, let's. Everybody puts some uh, of our all our best energy into it, and you get great results. Um, mind you, saying that on our last record, I kind of um, let the ball slip a bit, and I let people uh, take the reins, so to speak, and I just sort of sat back a bit, which turned out to be something that I wasn't really comfortable with in the end. So for when we sort of started this new version of Jackalope, I made sure that I was back in the driver's seat from. Um, especially in the songwriting aspect where most uh, 90% of the songs all were ideas that were started from me and then I went to people out afterwards as opposed to having songs that other people had started so I think musically this record uh, is is so strong because I really made sure that every bit of music that was put on it um, I had my 100% stamp of approval you know big part of it it's awesome it's it's great i did notice on the album it says jackalope is and then there's like 100 yeah. names that follow so is that kind of what you were yeah. talking about there with all these people that come together <clears throat> to make totally and that's and and it's well, it's fun because I, a lot of times I take people out of their environments where I, I, I'll take someone from, you know, on the earlier records, I had the guys from Monster Magnet, um, and then putting them into a real pop sensibility was just like a completely sort of foreign thing for them. I had this band, Canadian band, Sloan, I think you might have heard of them. They did have a U.S. deal at one point, but the same sort of thing where they're very, very guitar pop oriented and had them 
come in and have to deal with in, with working on an industrial type song. So that, that the fun of being able to get people out of their element and put them into my element, I think for the for them especially, then it's a, a kind of a form of release where, wow, you mean I don't have to stick to the guidelines that yeah. everybody expects me to? And it's That's like, great. no, just go do what your heart what your heart desires, and you really get great results out of musicians when you sort of say that to them. You don't have to worry about what you do, and you just do what you feel, you know? Well, we're all big fans of, uh, of the CD and the CDs, and we've been playing them a lot on NWCZ Radio. Real quick, before we let you go, uh, I, I'm curious, I'm, we, we haven't been able to see a live show by you guys, obviously, and we, we would hope to hope to God that at some point you guys will make it down into the States. Uh, we can catch a show or we'll have to take a road trip up there when you play in Vancouver or something. But um, it's the sound that you've created is it seems like a very multi-layered sound and it's a big sound. Uh, and for me, I, uh, I grew up in the in the 80s and it's reminiscent a lot of some of like the new wave uh, type sounds. How does it, how, is that a is that a challenge to recreate that on stage or is it, it comes off you know um, perfect? It, it, we know we because we we've been able to uh, definitely encapsulate you know it, it is a, a little bit different sounding but it definitely um, it shows the strengths of the songs basically that we can perform them without all the the bells and whistles and they still come off as powerful as on the record. And a live band we have right now is amazing because not only is, you know, I have Crystal up front, who's one of the greatest performers. You know, when I first saw her performing by herself, she just immediately blew my mind how good she was. But I also have um, a good friend of mine named Ali Sheldon, who's a lead singer from a band called Dead Voices in Vancouver, and she plays bass for us. And I have our guitar player is a gentleman named Kevin Mental from the band Fake Shark Real Zombie, and he's a lead singer as well. So on stage, we now have three lead singers, which the energy you get from having three front people at the same time all, you know, working on the same project, it's unbelievable when you see it live. So that's kind of the really new, exciting thing for me that um, we didn't have in the past. So with uh, all the vocal work on the record, we're pulling that all off totally live, you know, with between five of us singing. So it really does help with the layering of that, which is a bit different from the record. So it's kind of neat how we can change it up live, but not lose any of the energy. Well, Dave, we're uh, we're big fans. I, I we really enjoy the sound. I think it's a fantastic project that you have going. I'm I'm also uh, I'm impressed and in awe of uh, all the work you've done with so many artists. And thank you so well, much. Thank your, you very much. Thank yeah, you. thank you for your creativity and and sharing your talent with us in so many different ways. We really really appreciate it. We so want to see a live show. Well, and thank you for all your kind words and uh, and your wonderful support. And we'll definitely be making our way down there. I would say within hopefully by Christmas time, we're trying to plan something for the fall coming down the coast. So, uh, well, we'll be in touch, and please let us know. We'll promote that show, and and we'll get as many people as get we you can. In here too. And we'll get you in here in the studio, Great. so we don't have to go over the phone and stuff. Dave, thank you so much. The band is Jackalope. Check them out, folks. All right, I want to thank Dave Ogilvie and Crystal Leaf. The uh, fine folks from Jackalope. What did you guys think about Jackalope? Awesome. I've loved them since Trippy. the first time I heard them on, oh, the, man, on the station, they, man. They are great. And, you know, Dave Ogilvie, we didn't really go into it too much in the interview because I didn't want to uh, take up a lot of time with him. But he's worked with some amazing acts in rock and roll. Like, we're talking like David Bowie, Queensryche. <laughs> Bowie? Yeah, where that's where the Bowie knife came that, from. That's right along yeah. with the mayor, right? Yeah, the Bill Mayer he, and right, David Bowie. He's the, yeah, he's the singer for the Bill Mayer <laughs> show. <laughs> David Bowie, 
See, it depends on where you're from in the country. We always called him Bowie. In Canada, really? it's Bowie. Yeah, I yeah think. it's because you're from Texas. Yeah, exactly, man. Okay, wait. Canada how is? does David say it? Who? As in David, David Davenport, Bowie, David and Goliath. How does he say his own name? Because that Bowie. would probably be the way you'd that want would to repeat be, it. David Duchovny. Good point. Ding. One for Boxy there. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! I get one. <laughs> no, but he's worked with you know like Motley Crue, Violent Femmes, Monster Magnet, uh, Marilyn Manson. I mean, the, the list is crazy. Who this guy's worked with, um, and so this is his project, and he brings all that creativity into this. And they've added this new singer, uh, Crystal. She was a sweetheart, I thought. Yeah. And I would, I tell you, I would love to make a trip to go see that group perform on For stage. Because sure. uh, if you've seen their video, go, we'll, we'll, on our page, we're going to have a link to their website. Check out that video for witness mm -hmm. that was amazing so uh real quick before we get out of here uh hour number one i want to remind everybody that on thursday the 28th of this month this fine month of april we have an event down at the tacoma comedy club we have three comedians they are jeremy whitman and we have adam norwest and the queen of northwest comedy susan jones it's hosted by our own tk kasnick and then when they're done the Fun Police set in, and they're going to rock your world. Those guys are a great band. If, you, if you've not seen the Fun Police, they are, well, they're fun, and they're cops. Fun. <laughs> it's only 10 bucks. Get you in the door. It's at Tacoma Comedy Club, 933 uh, Market Street in downtown Tacoma. We hope to see a lot of you there. Uh, we're all going to be there. And the best part is the comedians get to roast Double D. What? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> awesome they so, have nothing on me oh they got everything because i sent them all memos all right that's it for hour number one uh when we get when we come back in hour number two we are uh going to bring you the canadian invasion we have a few bands out of vancouver uh some singer songwriter artists a couple of bands and so forth who we think you need to hear about um because the northwest music scene is much bigger than just Seattle, Tacoma, Portland, and so forth. And uh, they have a thriving scene going up on in Vancouver. They're all on 604 Records. It's somebody that you should be hip to. So we'll be right back in part number two with that.